You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network, your voice is now heard. Soul Level with your host, Shauna Williams. Shauna is here to provide various forms of healing that are non-invasive, that promote relaxation and aid the body in naturally healing itself by using ancient healing techniques that have been around for centuries. So please welcome the host of Healing at Soul Level, Shauna Williams. Hello and welcome to Healing at Soul Level. I'm your host, Shauna Williams, and we're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Sandra Larson is a soul coach. She's past life coach, angel therapy practitioner, master hypnotist, and an animal communicator. Today, we're going to talk to her about animal communications, and she currently has an animal communication and intuitive coaching practice in Frisco, Texas, but she can help you out anywhere in the world. So let's welcome to the show, Sandra Larson. Hello, Shana. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, because I was so interested in, you know, seeing the picture of you and your cute little doggy reminded me of mine. And so I was like, oh, I'd love uh, to have her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're a gift to us, are they not? <laughs> yes, they are. Even if they're very, um, as my dog, bossy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes they know what's better for us than we do ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you begin to communicate with animals? Or like, when was your first time that you did that? You know, you know, I, I really believe that um, I was influenced and in, um, my father was a role model for me my whole life. And um, I know this, that I had been able to make connections with animals because I saw my father do it my whole life. And, you know, isn't it funny when you do something so much your whole life and then later on you find out that that's a thing? You know, um, and (laughs) my father, no one ever called him an animal communicator. I didn't even know that expression until much later in my life. Um, But I knew that I loved and honored and respected animals. And that love guided me until I decided uh, to go back and get my master's in counseling. And someone said to me, since you love animals so much, why don't you be an animal communicator? I said, that's great. But what's that? (laughs) (laughs) As I took classes, I realized how very 
natural it was for me to do it. And then I said, oh, okay, my dad wasn't so silly after all. We just thought, oh, dad's just being silly telling us what the birds say and what they're talking about. And he would just have a whole conversation. He would say something, uh, you know, ask a question, and then he would tell us what the animals were saying back. And he loved all animals in nature and domesticated animals. And, um, it, it was such a natural experience. Uh, I, I remember one time I was uh, in a Chinese restaurant and I was getting ready to order some Chinese food to go. And they said, well, it'll be about 15 minutes. And I noticed there was a huge fish, fish tank. And this is way before I became an animal communicator. <laughs> and so okay. um, I stood in front of the fish tank and I just started meditating and sending love to the fish. That was all. And so I went into kind of a light trance of meditative state. And some minutes later, the waitress came out and said, here's your food. And I looked at the fish tank and all of the fish had formed a ball right in front of me. And as soon as I stopped um, staying in that meditative state and came out of it, they all um, moved all over the fish aquarium again. And I thought, wow, even fish can feel love. And um, it it just was a profound experience. And and I've kind of tried it as an experiment again. And it it really, people should try it. All you do is send love. And uh, so uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to practice this um, working with animals. Wow. I'm going to try that. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't that silly? (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, especially when you can get a response so quickly. That's, that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I just never, I always liked animals, but I just didn't know, you know, that you could really communicate with them like that, you know, you know, staring at them and just like, um, do you understand me? But I guess they kind of do. I guess they understand, but what is it, your energy? Well, actually, uh, it's really interesting because um, if you think about it this way, if you were born and you could never speak words, um, but you were a brilliant, you had a, a bright mind, but you couldn't speak words at all, and, and you didn't have hands to do sign language, you would probably get really, really good at intuitive communication, would you not? Right, yes. when you think about it, animals don't have fingers the way we do, um, and they don't speak words the way we do. So they, but they're experts at reading energy. If you ever watch an animal and all of a sudden they see someone and they get really like, and you can just see the hackles. Uh, on a dog rise up, you can mm-hmm. realize, and maybe that person's just a good person, but they're just really having a bad day. And um, I've had my dog, Buddy, if I was really in a bad mood, and he's one of the sweetest dogs on the planet, he's turned around and snapped at me, like, um, you know, giving me a correction because <sighs> he was trying to shift me out of that mood. So yeah. what people, I think, might not understand is that animals are experts at intuitive communication and we were experts at intuitive communication before we begin 
using words to communicate. And in some ways, words are wonderful, but in other ways, it really can limit um, how we communicate. You know how that saying, a picture can speak a thousand words? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, intuitively, we can speak so much uh, better when we're tuned in to one another than we can with the limitation of words. So anyway, that's just a different way to look at it. <laughs> and I, I, I've seen animals or I've heard animals um, almost like they're tapping on a mic saying, can you really hear me? Can you really hear me? I go, yeah, yeah, talk to me. I can hear you. Talk to me. And and then, you know, I've had animals that were so shy and they just, you know, were afraid to talk. And then, you know, I, I tell them, well, I'm not a groomer and I'm not a vet tech and I'm not going to poke you. I just want to talk to you. Well, when they learned that that's what I was doing, then suddenly I couldn't shut them up. You know, <laughs> they just were not good talking. <laughs> so it's really, really exciting when you um, can open up that part of yourself that is natural to everyone. It's it's a matter whether we have that um, door or window or whatever you want to call it, whether we have it open or shut. And when we open up, there's a whole world out there that we can communicate with. You know, I believe that all animals are sentient souls. Um, and we humans are animals also. We're sentient souls. And if we're sentient souls, we live through eternity. And um, so the beautiful part is that we can communicate with one another. So. <laughs> wow, that's great. I mean, yeah, that's something that I'm going to practice because I think that would be, it'd be cool to know that my dog, you know, know or I know what he wants, you know, like really know what he wants. Uh, We're going to stop right here and take a quick break, and we will be right back. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion-emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. 
frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back to Healing at Soul Level. We're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Shauna Williams. Today, we've been talking with Sandra Larson. She does animal communications, and she's already has me just saying, oh, this is so cool. (laughs) So, Sandra, your life must be so interesting because, like, you can talk pretty much anywhere. If there's an animal, you can go to the park and just talk to anybody, right? Any animals? Yes. Uh huh. Well, let me answer that with this. As long as they're willing to talk to me. Um, Everything I do is based in um, respect and permission. And um, so uh, before I begin, just like having a conversation, I would say, hello, Shanna, my name is Sandra. Um, I would be so honored if I could talk with you. And that's how I I also do with animals. Um, I want to get their permission to talk with them. But I worked with animals um, in Norway and Sweden and um, Brazil and just all over the world because we can we are not restricted by being just with the animal. We can be anywhere with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, no. Do you have a lot of them that don't want to talk? <laughs> That's very funny. You should ask that question. I have had maybe I can count on one hand um, how many experiences I've had with animals that didn't want to talk. And um, <laughs> uh, one situation was I was trying to talk with a cat and um, she didn't want to talk to me because she wanted her person to talk to her because she was a very, uh, very spiritual person, very awake person. And for whatever reason, this cat wanted this, her person, her partner to talk with her rather than having me intervene. Uh, and uh, of course, I've had a situation, as I mentioned earlier, with a, a dog that was afraid when we first started talking um, and, and just shut down. I was talking to every, another animal every 15 minutes in this one event. And this dog just for 10 minutes wouldn't talk. And, um, I, I finally said, is your dog afraid of the groomer or going to the vet? And she said, Oh, she's terrified of that. And as soon as I explained to her that I'm not the vet and, you know, I'm not going to uh, clip your hair, she started talking and she made me late for the next, you know, she wouldn't <laughs> quit talking. Um, and like, okay, oh, come on now, I got to go on to the next one, you know. Um, so, yeah, I've had just very few animals that don't want to talk. Usually, if they know that someone can communicate with them, um, you know, they're real excited to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish people would, you know, ask permission before they start talking to us sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, like people just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's for sure. So what is your method for communicating with them? How do you do that? 
Well, um, I've created um, some acronyms that help. Um, I teach animal communication uh, classes, and oh. I believe anyone, um, if you love animals and you have a sense of honoring and respecting them, I believe that anyone can speak to animals. I don't think I'm particularly special. Um, so um, what I've created is something I call the cleric approach, and um, each of the letters, C-L-A-R-A-C, means something. And the C stands for getting centered first. Um, L stands for love, sending love and appreciation. Um, C-L-A. A is asking permission to speak to the animal. And the R is receiving the messages, of which I will explain a little more about how we receive messages. The A is asking the animal if they have something they want to um, tell you or talk about and appreciating. And then the C is always be sure to hang up or close the conversation. And um, I, I really emphasize that because... Um, it's just, you know, have you have you ever been on the phone and then you forgot to hang up and you're going, blah, 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 talking, 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 and the other person says, hey, I'm still here, you know. <laughs> so it's important <laughs> to hang up that conversation. Um, and then in the receiving, I use something called the skates, and that's S-K-A-T-E-S-S. And these are the um, the ways that I can receive, we all can receive messages from animals, and that's seeing, knowing, auditory, taste, emotions, um, smells, and sens- excuse me, sensations in the body, like chill bumps, or, and then smells. So all of those are ways that we can receive messages from animals, and I've experienced all of those. And in my classes, I try to give people opportunities to experience all of those um, intuitive ways of receiving messages. And, of course, in the, in the animal communication classes, we, we really have a lot of fun. Um, and, and usually uh, many people have one or two that they're already operating um, with intuitively, um, mm. but they just, um, they just don't realize it. Um, the, people who, the people who are powerful empaths will receive emotions from someone, and they could be walking in a mall, and they're in a great mood, they're having a great day, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, why am I so depressed? Well, they walked by someone and they picked up that energy um, of depression. And so um, I always, uh, we have a group called uh, the Pi Circle, and it means powerful intuitive empaths. And we learn how to um, work with being empathic in this world. And people who are empathic are very good animal communicators. Um, Sometimes people who feel emotions don't always know how to translate that into words and they think that someone who sees and hears is better contraire that's not true all methods of receiving messages um, from animals intuitively are wonderful and as Doreen Virtue um, had said in one of the trainings she said it's it's wonderful just to say 
give me the automatic translation. What does that feeling that I have translate into? Does that make sense, Shauna? Yes, it does. It does make sense. Mm-hmm. I've tried that with my and dog a, a couple of times because I, I have the empath, you know, ways as well. And so, yeah, yeah I, I still don't know what I'm getting from him. Maybe because he seems like he's happy all the time. <laughs> I mean, like he's always happy. <laughs> Well, you know, um, that is the natural state of most animals, to be in joy. Um, And um, that's why when we come home and our dog meets us at the door, like, you know, you're royalty when you walk through the door and and they're just so happy to see you. Um, It's just, that's one thing that I learned from my father. He said, you could learn so much about unconditional love from an animal and you know especially the way an animal takes care of their young people could learn so much about unconditional love from animals and um it's such a beautiful thing to let them teach us yes that is that is wonderful we're going to stop right here and take a quick break and we will be right back Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Welcome back to Healing at Soul Level. I'm your host, Shauna Williams, and we're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Today's guest is Sandra Larson, and we're talking about animal communications. So, Sandra... I remember you were telling me um, before that you wanted to talk about raising the elevation of the understanding of animals. What exactly did you mean by that? Well, first of all, I have to tell you that I have studied with some incredible and wonderful teachers. And um, oftentimes I hear people think, well, you know, that's just a dumb animal. What? What? What are you? What are you doing? And um, what I want to say is that I have met wonderful human teachers and honor and respect them. And I have to say, though, some of my very, very best teachers have been animals. When you begin to communicate with animals, um, they can be silly. They can be fun. Um, you know, when I listen to their voices, they can sound like um, they can sound like a little girl and have little high voices, and then they can sound like they're old. And you know, um, some of them have English accents, Australian. You know, it's, I was going to ask such that. a variety <laughs> <laughs> that you can hear when you begin to hear their voices. You hear how they speak, and all that's so interesting. But what I really want to say about animals is that they have 
taught me and they surprise me with the wisdom that I've received. Um, for example, uh, my my little dog buddy who's on my website, the picture on my website, he was the one that taught me how to work with animals all over the world. He said, Sandra, just imagine that there's a river of energy in front of you. And whenever you want to speak to any animal, anywhere, or any person, all you need to do is step into that river of energy and direct your attention toward that person or animal. And as you do, and of course, I talked about the fact that I asked permission to speak. I don't just begin speaking without permission. Um, Make that connection in that river of energy. And that river of energy is what connects us all. And I just, that was such a brilliant um, metaphor for how to intuitively speak to anyone anywhere in the world or anyone anywhere in the universe. Uh, It was just very, very profound. And, um, you know, some animals, I don't, I don't really know about old souls and young souls and wise souls. um, But I'll tell you what, I have met some of the wisest souls and best teachers through speaking with animals. And it's a whole world that if we're not open to it, we're missing out on so much wisdom. You know, even going to this place um, called Fossil Rim, I asked um, one of the herd animals, I said, can you please explain to me how does it work um, when when I see you move, you all can move as a herd, you know, and when you see a flock of birds, how they all fly so majestically in this pattern, and how does that work? And this animal explained to me, he said, yes, I'm a part of, of a herd, and I have I have an individual um, mentality and understanding, but I also have a connection and a oneness with the herd. And if there's something that's dangerous, we can all move because we've stayed connected with that oneness. Shauna, does that make sense to you? Yes, actually it does. Um, so, it's yeah, like, to it's, me, it's, it's like not, the way we are. Not, I'm sorry. Individual. Mm-hmm. It's not just an individual intellect, but it's staying open to that group intellect or that group consciousness would probably be a better word. Yeah, I think of it as, well, I, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I kind of think of it as like the collective. <laughs> you know, you have an in- individual, yeah, yeah. but then it's the collective. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it's, it's the collective, but you know, with the Borg, you don't have a choice. Um, of true. course, the animals have a choice, <laughs> but they have available to them. And I guess what animals have taught me um, through intuitive communication of all kinds is that I have, I always say that we are all uniquely one. So <laughs> we're all unique, but we're all mm-hmm. one. Humans have often um, been stuck in the ego mind instead of the soul mind. And so they've forgotten about that infinite source connection that's available to all of us, too. And we can tune in to that collective infinite wisdom or we can be stuck in our own little corner, in our own little chair, in our own little thoughts, in our limiting thoughts. 
Um, and so um, animals can teach us how to um, really open up to that infinite source of wisdom and understanding, which is really exciting. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I know my dog is trying to communicate with me because he stares in my eyes all the time, just straight in my eyes. He'll get right up in my face. Yeah. But yeah, he's I don't... trying to tune into your soul. He wants mm-hmm. to talk with your soul, not your ego mind. <laughs> is my best guess. <laughs> It sounds that sounds accurate, but you know, I knew I liked you, uh, but I like you even more because you actually knew and said Borg from Star Trek. I mean, yeah, Star Trek <laughs> on the collective. I was like, oh my gosh, she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, I do. And a little, you know, one cool thing. This is just a silly little aside. One of my favorite characters was Counselor Troy because she used her intuition so much. And, yes. you know, in some of these old TV shows, I have to giggle and laugh because I used to think, oh, that's supernatural. And it's like, now we're doing those things. We're doing those things that we saw in those sci-fi shows. You know, now now we use our intuition and um, we get verifications that it's actually working. So yes. um, sci-fi isn't so far off a lot of times, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not at all. Um, mm. And so um, that's actually the uh, explanation you've been telling me about them teaching. That is a way for us to understand how they are elevating um they were like raising the elevation of, of the world, I guess, the animals. I, it, I, yes, there, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, God has a purpose for me and I have to do what God says. I believe that this is my perspective that we come to the planet and our soul has decided in advance, I don't believe in predestination, but our soul says, I want to have these experiences. And I believe that sometimes and quite often there are two souls that are collaborating before we're even born. And sometimes that's a, a person that is choosing to incarnate in physical human form and also an animal that's saying, you're going to have a tough time in year blah, blah, blah to year blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going to come and I'm going to be your support system through that difficult time. And I'm going to show you how worthy you are of being loved. And so these two souls, an animal soul and a human soul, are making an agreement or a soul contract, and they come, and that animal is there to remind you of how loved you are and how much you matter. And um, I do believe in some ways that we as humans have, we think we're so um, unlimited because of the way we think and the way our minds work. But in some ways, we can feel so much more separated from source or what some people call God. And animals are here to remind us, no, my love, you are not alone. You're not separated. I'm here with you. I love you. You're worthy of love. Love yourself and we'll get through this time. And uh, I believe the greatest elevation we can have is to um, not only love, but be willing to love and accept our own selves. 
And as we do that, we have much more love to give away. And that's some of the greatest elevation and teachings that animals can give us. I like that. Uh, that that sounds, that's just great. I like that. <laughs> I, I just wondered. The, um, like I have a spirit guide animal as well that I um, communicate with. Yes. So is that yes. kind of on the same level? That is such a beautiful thing. You know, I, I do a lot of um, connection. That's one of the things that I do in the beginning of my um, uh, invocation. I call in the archangels, angels, and guides before I do an animal communication session. And that's as much for me as it is for my clients and my animal clients. Um, and I believe we all have angels with us and guardian angels with us. And I believe we also have guardian power animals with us or a power animal with us yes. and that power animal can actually be with us throughout our lifetime um, just like a guardian angel is with us <clears throat> excuse me um, and um, we it's we can talk more about that power animals uh, in a minute here okay mm -hmm. that sounds great we'll go ahead and stop then and take a quick break French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Welcome back to Healing at Soul Level. We're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Shauna Williams. Today, we're talking with Sandra Larson about animal communications, and when we left off a break, we started to talk about power animals, so we're going to come back and start talking about that. Sandra? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Um, I do believe that we have power animals with us, as I said earlier, that, um, and again, I always like to remind people that these are my beliefs, and you mm -hmm. believe what you believe, um, and I think that's important to state. Um, what I understand about power animals is there are, it's a term called totem animals or power animals, and there may be a power animal that we have with us, like a guardian angel our whole lives and that that animal is with us now some people have many many power animals or totem animals and some people maybe just think of, of one main power animal personally I have um, I have aquatic animals and I have land animals that I feel very connected to as my power animals um, now <clears throat> you were talking about that you feel like you have an animal that's been with you um, your whole life, and you don't need to say who that animal is. You can if you want to, Shauna. Uh, is that yes, right? I, you have an animal that's with you? Yes, I have a wolf, the most beautiful wolf I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> mm. It's my power so animal. Gorgeous. But I had 
a rabbit and um, then the rabbit has left me and I now have an ostrich, but the, the wolf stays with me at all times. Yes. What we have is we have totem animals, power animals, and I guess I almost think of totem animals and power animals as a very similar, like the same thing, but maybe named differently. We also have messenger animals and messenger animals will come to us um, for a season or a reason. Um, our, our power animal, I believe, come to, comes to us for life. Um, but these messenger animals may come to us because they really want to get our attention. And um, I had a turtle come to me one time, and this was not even an energetic turtle. Um, oftentimes, when you see an animal three times in a row, I mean, especially like in nature, Pay attention, even a dragonfly or a butterfly, because they may be coming to you for a reason or a purpose to give you a message. And so it's so important to say, um, I love the statement from Denise Lynn. She, she would say, if I thought I knew what you wanted me to know, what would it be? And as you ask that question of that messenger animal, they share with you what it is. And um, I'll just tell you a real quick story about a messenger animal that came to me. I was living in a little town near a a lake, and I was taking my two dogs, Buddy and Casey, for a walk. And as I was walking down the sidewalk, I saw this turtle. And this turtle, a small turtle, was doing a very strange thing. When you think of a turtle and a turtle's in danger, they pull their neck in and they hide in their shell. And this turtle kept sticking his neck out. And and I'm 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 kind of trying to control my dogs because they're seeing this turtle with his neck out. And I'm like, I'm kind of veering my dogs around and just walking like, we don't want to hurt this turtle. It's a beautiful little turtle. And so we walk mm-hmm. down the sidewalk and I continue to walk and I turn around and I look and this turtle is still there with his neck sticking out. And um, as we turn around and we come back, I say, okay, this turtle obviously has a message for me. And so I said, all right, turtle, you see that I have my two dogs and they could hurt you. Why do you continue to stick your neck up? And he said, um, well, first of all, I know that you have those dogs under control and they're not going to hurt me because you're not going to let them hurt me. He said, but secondly, I want you to know that you need to stick your neck out. And I said, what? He said, yes, you've got to start sticking your neck out. In other words, take some risks in my life and show up and not hide in my little shell. And so I said, well, thank you very much, Turtle, for that message. I really appreciate that. And so we kind of started going down the, the pathway again. And I turned back to him and I said, excuse me. Did my dad send you to me? My dad, who was the animal communicator, who's on the other side, and the turtle responded with, yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) That was, now, baby turtle is one of my power animals, but he was definitely a messenger animal that day. And what courage. So when an animal is doing something really strange, you need to pay attention. That animal is trying to get your attention. So that's, a messenger animal. And then we also have these wonderful gifts we call shadow animals. And the animals that you're most afraid of, um, a lot of people have fear of snakes or spiders or rats or, you know, whatever you're Mm -hmm. afraid of, that animal 
is called a shadow animal, and they have a wonderful and beautiful message for you. And if your shadow animal keeps showing up for you, um, you certainly can um, pay attention and see if they have a message for you. Um, I don't know how much time we have, but I have a beautiful um, story. Are we about out of time? Yes, but we still have a, another time. So we'll, we'll stop right here. We'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll go with your next story. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Leip is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Leip's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello and welcome back to Healing at Soul Level. I'm your host, Shauna Williams, and we're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And we've been talking with Sandra Larson about animal communications, and she's been gracing us with her beautiful and wonderful stories about animals. And so she has another one she wants to tell us about real quick. Yes. Um, we were talking about um, power animals and messenger, and now we've been talking about shadow animals. And shadow animals are the ones that you're so afraid of. And I have to admit that I used to be very afraid of snakes. Um, now, would I just want to walk up to a rattlesnake and say, hello, sweetheart? And, <laughs> you know, I use wisdom. Of course, I use wisdom. But we do, once a month, we do something called an animal communication gallery. And at the animal communication gallery at the Lightworkers Sanctuary, people are allowed to bring live animals. And this one young man would like to bring a snake. And his snake was called Slytherin <laughs> from the Harry Potter. <laughs> and uh, it was a, a king, California king snake. And uh, now I know some of your listeners are going to be freaked out, but we are talking about shadow animals. And so from the moment I was allowed to hold this snake, um, this snake was a diplomat 
for helping people not to be afraid of snakes. He was amazing. And mm-hmm. this young man used to ride on his bicycle and he'd have a snake on him and he'd show his friends a snake and people that were afraid of snakes, when they held the snake, they became unafraid. And of course that happened in our animal communication gallery. Now I remember that it was in 2012 and it was just about the Mayan calendar was just about to end. Do you remember that Shanna? All, Shanna, all the people were like, Oh no, the world's going to end. <laughs> The mind calendar is going to end. Do you remember that fear yes. that a lot of people had in 2012? Okay. Well, this was the, the December when that was about to happen. And so I held the snake and um, I put it around my shoulder. And this might freak some of you out, but the snake began to wrap around my neck. And he began to tighten around, Slytherin began to tighten around my neck. And I stood there and there were lots of people in the room in this circle and they were watching. And some people were getting, I mean, it wasn't a huge snake. It wasn't like an anaconda or anything. It was just, you know, maybe about four feet long or three and a half, four feet. It wasn't a huge snake. So, and I knew that the, the young man, Logan was right beside me and he could take the snake off. But as the snake began to tighten around me, he began to talk to me and he said, now this is, this is an experience that you're having. And while you're having this experience, as I'm tightening around your neck, you could have a fear that you're going to die from this. But I want you, instead of to have fear, I want you to have peacefulness. And so I said, I can do that. I can have peacefulness. And it was like, that's what you need to know about this ending of the Mayan calendar, is that you um, can walk into it and have fear, or you can have a belief that everything is going to be all right, even though you can have a fearful situation. And it was so powerful. The whole room was like amazed. And once I got the message, he just began to loosen up and he, he wasn't squeezing my neck anymore. And of course, I was sharing the message with the people in the room. It was just so, such a powerful teaching moment that, um, that, that shadow animal was able to teach us. And I I just found it amazing. People who were afraid of snakes became unafraid by just being in the presence of Slytherin. So (laughs) that's the shadow animal. Now you were speaking that your shadow animal is probably a spider. And um, I used to be afraid of spiders too. I'm pretty human here. Um, (sighs) But of course there are certain spiders that are dangerous. And I think you have to use great wisdom with animals and you don't want to put yourself, I'll tell you what, I might speak to a crocodile from a distance, um, but I'm certainly not going to get in in a pool with a crocodile and say, Hey, let's have a conversation. (laughs) Right. Um, But this irrational fear that we have about um, animals, they're here to teach us something about our own shadow self. If that makes sense, Shauna. It does, but I don't know if I want to know my shadow self, if it has to be a spider. I just, (laughs) (laughs) well, I would invite you and those of you that are listening to think about the animal that makes you most afraid. And then um, there's a wonderful book, books written by Ted Andrews, Animal Speak and Animal Wise. Or you can just go to the internet and look at 
um, what that shadow animal means. And even my power animal, when I first discovered what my power animal was, I was really upset because I thought, this is a predator. It was a jaguar, and it kills animals. Why would I have that? And uh, as it turns out, um, the, the jaguar represents feminine intuition, and it turns out that's what I teach. Oh, see, I see. Um, my wolf uh, represents being close-knit with the family, but still taking their time to go out, learn new things, and bring it back and teach the family. And that's what I do all the time. I've been doing that since I was a little kid. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's once we understand it, and I know so many people have heard this, fear is false evidence appearing real. And um, once we begin to realize that all of nature, all animals, all humans, all of us are part of the one, and we all bring gifts, um, suddenly, you know, we're going to have such a different uh, belief about all of that. And, you know, I have to tell you, um, my nephew and I, who's now, I think, 23 or 24 years old, but when he was about 10 years old, we were in a swimming pool together in Austin. And um, all of a sudden, we saw the most beautiful silver dragonfly. And um, for whatever reason, we spoke to the, we used animal communication, he and I, and we spoke to the dragonfly. And he said, dragonfly, we'd be so honored if you come and sit on our hands. And so the dragonfly, for about 45 minutes, he sat on my hand, and then he sat on Jacob's hand. Oh, wow. And he, he just, it was amazing how we had this wonderful communication and connection with this dragonfly. And finally, the dragonfly landed on my head. And um, do our, if we're out of time, I can finish the story after. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Hello and welcome back to Healing at Soul Level. I'm your host, Shauna Williams, and we're broadcasting live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We've been talking with Sandra Larson about animal communication, and she was just telling us about a story with a dragonfly. Let's go ahead and finish that one up. Uh, It was so beautiful as we were in the pool, you know, having this whole connection with this beautiful little dragonfly, a silver dragonfly. Um, The dragonfly all of a sudden landed on my head. And this is, I mean, we were with this dragonfly for about 45 minutes. And my nephew, he said, he called me Nana. (laughs) I'm not, I I was auntie. He called me Nana. He said, Nana, 
I would so love it if that dragonfly would come and land on my head. And I said to the dragonfly, I said, dragonfly, my nephew is very kind and very, very nice. And he would be so honored if you would land on his head. About three seconds later, the dragonfly left my head and landed on my nephew. And it was so sweet. My nephew said, Nana, I'm always going to believe in you. <laughs> so it was so just sweet. it was one of those precious moments and that's a dragonfly um i would encourage you to whenever you have an animal that comes around you to really pay attention and there i have about a thousand stories i've spoken with in, in my career i've spoken with thousands and thousands of animals animals have told me um that their stomach hurts and um, they feel weak, and later on they confirmed that the vet discovered that the horse um, had a bleeding ulcer and was mm. anemic. So animals can, the benefit of animal communication is that they can let you know when something is going on with their bodies. And I always tell people, I'm not a vet, and I don't prescribe, and I don't diagnose, but if we can communicate with the animals, they can tell us where they're hurting. And um, it's it's such a beautiful thing to be able to know um, what's going on physically with an animal, but it's also wonderful to know what's going on um, emotionally with an animal. And, you know, one thing I like to say is that in animal communication, a lot of times people say, well, my animal is doing this and they're doing this to really get back at me and to be mean and whatever. And I talk to the animal and I find out that there's a problem in the family or there's a problem and the animal is doing what they're doing to help fix the situation. Um, and that's something that's really, really quite beautiful how animals really do try to help. Um, and, uh, so, yes. and I rarely do I find that an animal is revengeful or trying to get back at us. Um, oftentimes it usually has to do with more separation anxiety and, and they're chewing something up because they're anxious and they're, they're concerned that you're going to not your person, their person isn't going to come back to them. So, um, mm. we help with all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. So how could somebody come to you and have a animal, you know, communication or even an intuitive coaching, um, you know, have a session with you? How can they get in contact with you? Sure. Well, they can go to my website, SandraLarson.com, and Larson is L-A-R-S-O-N. Um, and my email is Sandra K. Larson soulcoach at gmail.com and that's just the initial K, Sandra K. Larson soulcoach at gmail.com my phone number is 972-955-2756 again my phone number is 972-955-2756 and I have a beautiful scheduling system so um, you can go right to my website click on book a session. You can see all of the sessions that are available. I'm also available for one-on-one -on -one mentoring in animal communication. And I off also offer coaching packages um, in which my services, my best package offers my services 
in a package at half price. So oh. um, they can reach me that way, Shauna. And they don't have to be local, correct? No, uh, I'm laughing. Local <laughs> in an area rather than crazy right now. I'm teasing. Right. No, <laughs> we, some people might call me local. I don't know, but um, I'm teasing. No, we can work anywhere in the world. I, I have a phone system that allows me to work with people that are um, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, so if you want to come and see me, I have a meditation studio, and if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I can certainly come to you um, it, for a home visit um, with to meet your animals. And I'm also very open to teaching classes throughout the world. Um, if you have a group of people that would like to learn animal communication or any of the other classes, we can do that too. Okay. Well, thank you for being on my show. It was very interesting. I love all the advice you gave and um, the shadow animals I didn't know about. So that was good. I'm glad that you gave me that information. I will be looking that up. Um, I'd like for everybody to tune in next week so you can hear about astrology with my guest, Tracy Darling. To listen to this podcast and any past podcasts, visit my website at indigo-qi.com. You've been listening to Healing at Soul Level, and I'm your host, Shauna Williams. Thank you for tuning in. Love and light. This has been Healing at Soul Level with host Shauna Williams. Listen each week as Shauna will help you discover the different healing modalities and how to use them in your everyday life right here on Shauna Williams Healing at Soul Level. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.